we have a responsibility, if you're a Muslim and you're listening to this, to interact with people from um, who are not like you so that they actually get to experience who a Muslim actually is. Assalamu alaikum. Hello. This is Your Truth is Calling podcast. I'm your host, Nadira Razak. I am a wife, a mother, a seeker, and a life and business coach. This podcast is about tuning in to that small, quiet voice within that urges you to really follow your soul's calling. And this podcast aims to bring you solo episodes and interviews with other special humans who have followed this calling, no matter how out of the box it may have been. We'll share stories about how God's grace is working through their lives and how they have the courage to really put one foot in front of the other and build a life that is fulfilling, meaningful, and filled with a sense of play and wonder. I started this podcast because I was at a point in my life where I'd achieved what I wanted to achieve as a coach, yet something still felt missing. I knew I wanted to feel utterly and truly alive and connected to other beautiful human beings. This podcast helps you navigate this quest where you feel like you've arrived and now there's a whisper that this isn't it. There's chaos again and you have to start over. So this is about new beginnings pivots and finding those breadcrumbs of delight and surprise along life's journey. And I hope that you will tune in, whether it's on your walk, on your drives, going to the gym, however it is that you listen to this podcast. I hope it sparks something in you so that you get the courage to just go for your dreams, to trust those moments of insight and alignment so you can take action on the things that matter to you. I hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and keep in touch with me about the things that are on your heart so we can have a conversation about navigating this beautiful thing called being a human. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. I hope your heart has been well. I hope it has been steady with the conflict that's been going on with Israel and Palestine and the amount of imagery and um, just, yeah, rocking us to our core. I hope that you're taking care of yourself, um, first of all. And today, I just thought, you know, we're having a heart-to-heart and I'm going to be sharing... um, some nuggets about, you know, how do you choose your role in this? Um, what is being asked of you at this moment while we're not in that region? And perhaps if you're listening to me, you're either in Australia, probably Sri Lanka, Canada, wherever you are in the world. Um, you're still asking yourself, like, what is my role now? You know, from having witnessed this. And the fact that we're safe and you have your body, you have your mind, you have your emotions, what can you do with that? What role do you have to play? I know that I've been asking these questions and I feel like my role is shifting. I mean, there's always been the work that I've done with clients, um, you know, one-to-one and in small groups. And I know that I came here at times of crisis, you know, like I was here literally to help someone when they're facing a crisis, to be able to reach those dark places where there's been thoughts and memories and um, communications with some other characters in their past that they have to now put to rest so that it heals, it creates space within them so that their next chapter and that new beginning and new adventure is shown to them. And without doing that work, you tend to get same old, same old of experiences, whether it's, you know, attracting a certain type of character in relationships or uh, things just not feeling free. There's just a lot of stickiness 
and static, right? And it all comes down to relationship and communication. The relationship with yourself. So how how are you relating to yourself inside, mentally, physically, emotionally? You know, do you have an embodiment practice where you are moving that body of yours? Um, You are giving it what it needs uh, in terms of its diet and its nutrition, um, but also moving in a way and relating in life in a way um, that is custom designed to how you're designed to be. We're all different. I know that for me, a lot of my physicality is to do with posture, like good posture and making sure my spine and the fluid that goes through my my spine Um, is working properly. So I do go to a chiropractor um, and I, you know, I I love like certain twists um, in postures, in yoga that really get those spaces in me moving, right? So for somebody else, it might be a lot more strength training and things like that that they need. Like they're building bones and they're building like the foundations. And we all came here, if you even look at the skeletal structure, right? We all came here for different purposes. Some of us are are putting the foundations in place. So I feel like part of my role is that skeletal, like, hang on a second, guys, can we get this into alignment before the next set of people come and build on that? So I'm putting down first principles saying, this is how I reckon society um, and as individuals, this is our role. This is how we operate. This is how it's going to work. And and what is it going to work? Like, what's the framework? I'm I'm looking at the sunnah, right? Uh, Prophet Prophet Muhammad. And and, um, yeah, like we got a book of guidance and a way of being. Uh, that creates peace. Whenever we have swayed from that or there's a society that is not following that, there's like a code, right? It's like um, there's a written rule in, in how the universe operates and there's ways in which you reach harmony. And when you go outside of those boundaries, there's disharmony and there's conflict. And so there's some of us who are probably putting those foundations down. Then there's others of us who are coming in and building stuff, like building stuff in the 3D, like schools, hospitals, uh, the infrastructure, right? And so you kind of need to know. And then after you you get the infrastructure, then there's communities that are built. And some of you, um, you're more inclined to, your, your life's work is to do with community building. So you need to be asking yourself like, ooh, what kind of community am I building around me? What does that look like? Is it online? Is it offline? Um, is it in small groups? Is it in larger groups and audiences? Um, and, and so some of these things, like when you are deeply aware and you know this about yourself, you can start to take action because you don't find yourself numb or not knowing what to do. So the first step, I'm going to break this down, is really taking care of yourself first. I know you've heard it over and over again, but what do you need? What are the conditions for you to feel nourished? So for me, I noticed that um, I was getting into a little bit of drama this week and it was not with um, people in in the family, it was more like authority figures, like uh, people in school who, you know, are in a position of authority. And I was like, where is this coming from? Oh my gosh. Now they're like, I didn't know this was inside of you. So I have a feeling that whatever's going on in the collective, you know, there's this either rage or um, a feeling of injustice that you're probably feeling like amplified. And now when there's subtle nuances of someone crossing a boundary or dismissing you somehow in a group setting or in a one-to-one setting. 
I knew that my toleration for that was just like, there was no, there was like none of that. I spoke up in a way that I was a bit surprised as to how it came out. And then because it was new to me, that way of being was new to me, um, or I hadn't practiced that enough, I was then a little bit shaken from the experience afterwards and going, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said it in that way. Now I have to go and apologize. And it was just taken up unnecessary space. And I recognized that, um, I think it was Thursday. Usually that's what, that's when I put the podcast out. I just had to resettle in my being. I didn't even check WhatsApp. I didn't go online at all. I just had a day, a whole day of being. And it was hard because it was like, I was like, oh my God, this feels like almost like wrong to do that. But I needed that. I needed to recoup so that, you know, like give give myself 24 hours so that when I go back, I can respond and go, do I actually have to apologize here? Because I am meeting this person face to face the following week, or maybe I was meant to be a heretic and call something out because that person needed to have a shift in consciousness. Um, and they were just really unconscious at that point. And so, you know, you might be finding these places within you where maybe, I don't know whether you're speaking up at work or having a kerfuffle with a colleague over what's going on because you have differing views. You know, we all have screens um, and filters that we're looking through the world with. And I think it's important to recognize that and give yourself grace. I know that for me, I always mostly see things in duality because I came from a family that was not just Muslim, right? Um, Like, half Catholic, half (laughs) more. Um, And I've come from two different races um, in Sri Lanka. There's the Dutch burger side and then there's the Moor side. And so whenever one group is doing things one way, I'm always questioning it and going, oh my God, I know that this other group does it this other way. And maybe we could borrow some of their their demeanor when it comes to solving certain things. And that might help us uh, when we're trying to solve this other problem in our community, you know? So I feel like, you know, coaches have called me a bridge walker, an edge walker, someone who doesn't quite fit. And I have always known this, like whenever I've, you know, maybe gone on a plane and gone to a mastermind overseas or a conference, I might be like the only brown person or only Sri Lankan person amongst that group. Or I would be the only hijabi brown person in a group of people who are Anglo and or Caucasian or, um, you know, white um, and I am using, I don't know if I'm being politically correct, but and I can see that. And I remember my, my son, I was so touched to hear him say this, but he had an experience where, you know, he goes to madrasa to learn like Arabic and Islamic studies. And he gets a certain sense of warmth from those kids that sometimes he doesn't get with, um, you know, just a general classroom atmosphere, um, in a public school, uh, you know, in school. So for him to actually notice the difference and notice the contrast, he said to me, I wish I could go to school like with my madrasa friends. And that was really touching for me to see that there's a certain kind of warmth I feel in community when we maybe, um, it, I guess it depends on what mosque you go to or what communities give you that feeling. Because I know that growing up in Sri Lanka, whenever I went to my local mosque, I never felt like I belonged there. Well, for one, because language wasn't um, on par with what I spoke. So we spoke English at home. The imam in that mosque would speak in Tamil. Um, and I have a smattering of understanding of Tamil, very basic uh, not proper Tamil, <laughs> uh, because my dad's side, 
most of my aunts, um, maybe that they would be speaking in Tamil and I would just get like little phrases. And, and I, ne- I never lived with an extended family where they were all living in close quarters together. So they had a lot more access to language and picking it up. Um, and I didn't pick up the language um, and I didn't speak it. So I would understand some phrases and I would just nod and smile. Um, but I now regret like not being able to converse that way because then when it came to the mosque, everything was in Tamil. And so if you'd go to Ramadan, for example, and you're there for a long time, you've done your 20 odd rakas and um, you're tired and you're like six years old or seven years old. And now the imam is talking in Tamil and like none of it is making sense. You don't feel like you fit there, right? Um, and I remember because my mom was a convert, she would have sometimes like nail polish on her toenails and maybe her little fringe would come out of her shawl. And when they do the salams, like, you know, the ladies in the front would like look her up and down when they did salams. And I'm thinking to those ladies inside my head, I'm saying, just turn around, lady, just stop staring, like turn around. So uh, I've always been that person who can see things from both sides and I have an appreciation for uh, different cultural aspects. But if we were to put down a blank canvas and say, you know what, like the average person wants peace and we have a responsibility, if you're Muslim and you're listening to this, to interact with people from um, who are not like you so that they actually get to experience who a Muslim actually is instead of a narrative that's been shoved in people's faces from mainstream media, which is controlled by a select few who want the narrative to go in a certain direction. And, you know, and the ways we can do this are really small and close to home. It's kind of like inviting your neighbors over for dinner. Um, You know, I know there's some neighbors who are more open than others. I know that on one side, we have neighbors that are really beautiful and friendly and came and said hi when they moved in. So I felt like I could then reciprocate and be friendly back. Um, And I remember previously when we've had a lot of neighbors go through this one house on the left hand side of our property and at other times you know there's it's been a share house and a lot of guys and they felt like really macho and I would feel intimidated to go and even say hello and welcome so I wouldn't do that you know so I never got to know them um and maybe it was just never meant to be and then on the other side my neighbors um we we don't have as warm a relationship because we've had a few um, communication issues and it's 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 been a little bit dicey. So it's kind of knowing, like, okay, these are the people that I can impact, who can know who we are as a people, and you don't have to be Muslim to do this. It's like if you're yeah, you're Jewish, you're Hindu, you're Buddhist, whatever your background is or religion is or no religion. Just being curious about the other without shutting down the channels of communication, right? That's what creates harmony because then we have understanding of how we operate. You can ask each other questions. Um, I remember going to this class on um, Sunday morning for me. It was really early in the wee hours. It was online. And the teacher there was like, Nadira, it would be really nice for you to put up a post and say, like, why you wear the hijab? And I'm thinking are you serious? Like, to me, I thought that this is such old news. Like, doesn't everybody know already? But then I thought, you know what? She has a point. Like, maybe I haven't explained myself. Um, Maybe I haven't been vocal or said it in ways that people 
can have different flavors. You know how like sometimes you can take in things from some teachers and then sometimes someone would say it and you, you're just closed off to that person? It's because like we operate on fractals, right? We, we're like soul families and there's people who are meant to learn from you and you are meant to teach. Like you, you always have to have a teacher and you always have to have someone that you're teaching. I feel like to really evolve because it, you learn so much by teaching and you learn so much when you have people under you who are looking up to you for direction and whether it's your kids or maybe it's a small team that you you run but then you also have to have your teachers and and peers and colleagues to reflect things back to you so you're doing the work on yourself right so to me it was like oh I thought like haven't I been there done that already and and we have to repeat ourselves right because then we have new people who join our audiences or new people who join our circles who actually don't have any clue as to what your background was how you grew up you know like I grew up literally um growing up in front of a buddhist temple and i would see a mom's bringing um these adolescent boys or even younger uh to be part of the that priesthood and be given over and and they would be crying over over the walls um of the temple when they had to say goodbye to their sons and i woke up in the morning hearing we call it banner in Sri Lanka, it's like the chanting, right? And the meditation that the monks do. And at the same time, I could hear the azan, the call to prayer, uh, the Islamic call to prayer from the mosque that was like uh, in the street behind us. So I've grown up in that environment where, yeah, I have been to Colville's for weddings and I've sat in churches because of my maternal side. And it's not that I'm participating in the prayer, but I was witness to it. And I feel like when you're witness to a lot of cross-cultural, um, yeah, pieces of communication, being with people who are different from you, um, you get a flavor for, um, yeah, where, to me, I, I really see group dynamics of where a culture is healthy and where it's not. And when I'm working with someone one-to-one, I call out these pieces because I'm bringing it to their conscious awareness so they can choose whether they want to change it or not or put in a more healthy perspective or behavior to have a consciousness upgrade right and then when you do that you you literally get a new experience in life because you're not the same person like all those parts of you have had an upgrade so I just want to to let you know that you know if you're feeling all the feels this week I've been feeling it (laughs) this week it's been an immense intense week of transformation even with my clients I, I remember seeing one of them on zoom from week one week to the other and I was like oh my God, like your face looks different. And she's like, no, Dora, I think it's I just dropped all the emotional weight, you know? So some of that weight you're carrying, it is emotional. And I came here to help people with that. I came here to help people who are facing a crisis situation of some sort. They don't know what they want to do next or it's just stagnant energy and this feeling of stuckness. And it's like, I can't see the forest from the trees and there's all this gunk from your past that's clogged up your system. Um, and you know, I take you into those dark places, but you can do it when you have help. It's hard to just, if you're on your own, you know, with a journal or something, looking out the window, like for you to take you to those places, you, it's, it's difficult because you're, you're swimming in it every day. You need someone who can guide you from a different perspective, who can objectively look at everything that's going on. And, and for me, I feel like things heal because I'm a witness to it. I'm not trying to like automatically just change it. I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God is taking care of that. I don't have to be the one. But as a human, I have a heart and I have a consciousness and I have a being. 
And that is needed in somebody else's life to walk with them through this, right? And that's why I love the work that I do. Um, I feel like, you know, we start off doing all this stuff that has nothing to do with business, that nothing to do with money or career or whatever, but then all of a sudden, because we've gone to those places, it's opened up space, and then with that space, and now with, you know, like a, a reframe, now you can look at your what's next questions with a lot more uh, groundedness and beauty and uh, oomph that wasn't there previously. So, you know, if you're in that boat, I, I love working with people in that situation. And I always kind of have like a bit of a 15-minute chit-chat um, on the phone with someone before I see if I want to take them on as a client because then the two of us can see, hey, like, am I into you? <laughs> you have to be into each other, right? There has to be that attractive field. Um, and it has to feel magical. Like, because... Uh, yeah, otherwise, like, you, you could just read a self-help book, which <laughs> probably isn't going to give you that um, feeling that you're really seeking, right? I mean, there's a place for books. Um, you know, sometimes it's just getting those mental concepts down, but a lot of transformation is not a mental thing. We're looking at all the parts of you, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, the, the relational aspects, all of it, right? So wherever you are in the world, I wish you a beautiful week ahead. Take care of yourself and yeah, take care of each other. Um, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.